dream living living it all at once <laughs> <laughs> i wasn't i lost track of what i was gonna say in the middle of that sentence <laughs> really you don't say it sounded no, very no. shockingly <laughs> natural um how's it going with you oh good i just had a steak <laughs> okay that's great what what was it cooked like what what um I would prefer a medium rare, but um, in my household, my father um, literally thinks that like any red juices on a steak is disgusting. So we tend to do it more um, cooked. I love it. That's what I'm good. I'm with your dad there. Yeah, no. If I went to if I went to like um, the keg, for example, I would literally ask for it to be like so juicy and bloody and fatty. Oh, that's so disgusting. I remember, like, quite early on in our relationship, Mike told me that he likes steak, like, he would order it blue. Okay. Which is... Blue is, like, pretty aggressive. Blue is just walk up to a cow and take a bite out of it. Like, that's (laughs) freaking disgusting. All right. He, like, oh, my God, I can't even think about it. I'm going to, like, throw up thinking about it. I can't. Anyway. Do you think that in our time of living together, did you notice... I just thought of it now that me and Mike are very similar in the things that we like to eat. Um, Carly, I hate to break this to you, but you and Mike are very similar in a scary amount of ways. <laughs> what? Really? Yes. There were so many times where like he would say a joke and I would look at him like, what is wrong with you? And you would die laughing or, <laughs> or just like the things you guys wanted to do and watch and eat and say was so similar to each other. <gasps> I'm dating the male you. Wow. I mean, I guess I am flattered, but I'm also a little concerned that... Well, I mean, I grew up with two older brothers, so what do you expect? I, I don't expect anything different. This is... I also perfect. I also think that um, a lot of the times that I would burst into laughter, it had to do with his joke, but it also had to do with how uncomfortable you were. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's fair. That's a good point. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. um, do you have any um, prefaces? Well, I'm going to preface the hi, welcome to Teenage Dirtbags. Oh, yes, that's a good idea. <laughs> it's only, it's um, episode 80, and we always almost forget every time. I know. Um, we're Teenage Dirtbags podcast. We rate and review teen movies, and we relate them to our stupid lives. And I'm Maddie. That's Carly. We know. Great. Whatever. If you're listening and you've listened this far, you know at this point. I'm just going to go ahead and assume. But if I you're a first time, to... what, do you want to say anything to our any first time listeners? Oh, first time listeners, don't listen to this episode. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Turn this off. Like, I'm not saying you have to start at the beginning, but like number 80 is not where you start. <laughs> I even go about saying, you know what, honestly, first-time listeners, I would suggest that you listen to a movie that 
you, I'm, I'm, I hope I'm not speaking. Out of I mean, I am speaking for you. Yeah, I hope I'm correct in saying this for you. But first time listeners, if you are listening for the first time, <laughs> um, I would suggest you listen to an episode of a movie that reviews a movie that both of us saw when we were teenagers. Mm-hmm. It, or not even both of us, but that was came out when we were teenagers, which is early millennium, uh, late 90s, because that's where I find we're the funniest. Okay. Okay. And the most, I think it's the most interesting episodes because we're going on about something that we can physically, like we can actually relate to those for the most part because we either remember watching it and our experiences watching it or there are like the cultural references mm-hmm. at the same time as this uh, when we were teenagers. I mean, this one's fun. I mean, we haven't even done it yet. I don't know how funny it's going to be, but um, it's, it's uh, spoiler alert, I didn't relate to the movie, so it was... And I had never seen it before, so it's not exactly what I think you would listen to or should listen to as a first-time listener. Okay, well, this could be our best episode. You don't know. No, I know that. I know. I know. I just meant, like, in terms of the, like, comedy, I think it, like, Cinderella story, pretty good. <laughs> um, I have made a mini list of things that I want to preface. Oh, my gosh. Okay, go for it. First thing, I can't remember the last time I showered. <laughs> Touching on that, yesterday uh, I asked my dad if he was going to shower, and he responded with, yeah, I'm not a swine like you. (laughs) Uh, Am I allowed to say that word? Yeah, swine. That's like pig. Okay, just making sure. (laughs) It felt kind of like offensive when I said it, but anyway. Well, I don't think pigs can hear you. It's fine. All right. Um, My second preface is... That it is hot out. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm bringing this up again. I brought it up in another episode, but the reason I'm bringing it up again is because there is currently in Toronto. I don't know about Peterborough, but currently, right this second in Toronto, it is hard to breathe outside because it is so humid and stuffy, and it feels like rain is. It was supposed to thunder all day, mm-hmm. and it hasn't. Mm-hmm. So it's like this built up tension in the air, yeah, which really starting to frustrate me it gives me a headache Um, truthfully it gives me a headache i've got all these plants outside that i haven't watered because it keeps saying like it's going to torrential downpour all day so i was like banking on that and then it hasn't anyway that's my little okay my third thing preface is that well this involves you so for my birthday you got me a message or you organized a message from Pierre Bouvier from freaking simple plan. And it is literally the best video I think I've ever seen. <laughs> I'm like, Pretty good. It, it's so this is the thing is that it's not a, and we both said this, you and I both said this. It's not a 10 second video. Happy birthday, Maddie. Have a good day. It's not a 30 second. It's not even a minute. It's three and a half minutes. I know. He sings two separate songs. Uh, well, not the full songs, obviously, but two little diddles. Yep. He, like, talks to me. Like, he has, like, this full conversation. I know. It's honestly so amazing. And one of the reasons I want to bring it up is because I posted it on my Instagram. My pers- it's on the Teenager Banks Instagram as well. But I posted it on my personal one. And 
two two of my high school teachers commented on the post. Oh no way. So the whole post is very teenage Maddie oriented. Like it's a message from Pierre Bouvier from Simple Plan and yeah. two of my favorite high school teachers commented on it. And it's just like, I don't know. I just, I just really needed to mention on this podcast. I don't really have a conclusion on this story. Just that <laughs> it was very. Yeah. I was yeah. so impressed when he sent it to me and it was like three and a half minutes. And then I watched it and I was just like, oh my gosh, as if he sings, a, like he sings Teenage Dirtbags and then he sings I'm Just a Kid, which are two like such, it, both those songs just brought me so much nostalgia when he started singing them. And it made me want to watch, um, which will at some point we'll review, but it made me want to watch The New Guy because mm-hmm. I remember I'm Just a Kid was in the trailer for that movie. But yeah, it, just like seeing him give that message to you just brought me back to such a specific time in life and I was feeling so nostalgic and I was like, what a good video for Maddie. This is like was- so like above my expectations for what I thought he was going to do. Oh, I mean, I didn't expect anything because I didn't know what was happening. But when I like when you send it to me and I clicked on it, I at first, truthfully, when I clicked on it, I was out with my mom or I was somewhere with my mom and I clicked on it thinking, oh, it's going to be like this really cool, like short video. Yeah. And I literally had to be like, sorry, mom, I need five minutes, <laughs> five <laughs> minutes to sit and watch this. Like, I couldn't believe that it was. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Point is, is it was amazing. So first and foremost, thank you. It was You're welcome. so cute. I loved it so much. <laughs> thank you, Pierre, because I love it. Oh my gosh, yeah. He's, he seems like such a nice guy. I know. Um, and I mean, I guess there's like a... Anyway, you should just go watch it. Everyone should just go watch it because it's a funny... It's just really funny and it encapsulates a lot. And there's a fun little announcement in it as well. So there is. We have there is quite the announcement. So it's a, our, what's, our Instagram is Teenage Dirtbags Podcast. Yeah, on Instagram. Dirtbags has a Z at the end, not an S. Yeah, so um, you have to go see it to, to see that. See it to it. believe it. And then tag Pierre and let's get him on the podcast. Everyone, if you can just tag him. Yeah. Pierre Bouvier, P-I-E-R. R-E-B-O-U-V-I-E-R. He's tagged in the video. It's really not that difficult to figure it out. Tag him mm-hmm. and maybe we'll get him on the podcast. That would be amazing. That would be the best. Well, I don't really have anything to preface. My life is the exact same as it always is. I'm writing. I'm hanging out with my dog and my parents. And I'm on my last episode tonight of Everybody Feeds Phil. Excellent. That's it. That's it. That's all she wrote. Fun. Yeah. It's really fun. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, do you want me to give me give you some facts? Yes, please. I would love nothing more. Okay, well, you're going to love what I'm about to tell you. Okay, Are you ready? You better. <clears throat> okay, Cooley High came out June 25th, 1975. Oh, my God. That's, that's this Thursday when we're going to release the episode. <laughs> I love it. I know. How do we keep doing that? <laughs> I don't know. So I, can, I stop, can I stop you for one second? Yes. Listeners, listeners, we have never <laughs> planned that. <laughs> never. It, has happened, it hasn't happened that many times. It's happened, but more than you would think. Like, yeah. at least five. Yeah. 
And then if it's not happened, it's at least like within the month, like very close. Yeah, so I'm not good at math. So 1975, what anniversary will that be? Oh boy, here we go. Everyone, this is going to be a spoiler alert of how bad Carly and I are at math. Uh, that's 25 to 2000. That's 2050. No. 45 25 years? To 2000. 45 years, yeah. Okay, there you go. 45 year anniversary of this movie. I really hope that, that, that that's correct. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> <laughs> I think it is. But. Uh, okay, it was rated R. It was directed by Michael Schultz, written by Eric Monte, and it's starring Glenn Turman, Lawrence Hilton Jacobs, and Cynthia Davis. The logline is, The lives of four carefree high school seniors and best friends takes a tragic turn in 1964 Chicago. Okay. <laughs> the lives of four friends, blah, 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 takes a tragic turn in... Yeah, I mean, that's accurate. Sure. I, I mean, yeah. So, here's some trivia I got. Um, so it's funny because when I was watching this movie, I texted you because you just watched it today, I believe, and I watched it a couple of days ago, and I said, this movie reminds me a lot of American Graffiti. Mm-hmm. And when I was looking at the trivia, it said that at the time, this movie was called The Black American Graffiti. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, I know. Um, so it also says here, Boys in the Hood, which we watched, was influenced by Cooley High. Okay. Um, there's two characters in this movie called Stone and Robert, and they were actual gang members that the director found um, because he wanted it to feel authentic. Um, the character, the actor who played Robert, his name was Norman Gibson, and he was shot and killed two years after this movie came out. So that's a little sad, obviously. Oh my. And the last fact I have for you is that this movie was made for $750,000 and it made $13 million. It was one of the highest grossing films of 1975. Okay, now, there's a, there's a couple things here, but that, I mean, I guess it doesn't shock me because not much, but in terms of me not knowing this movie, it's crazy that I've never heard, I had never heard of this movie before, um, and it's one of the highest grossing ones of 1975. I had heard of it, but I just had no idea what it was about. Like, I thought it was more of a, like, jokey, um, I don't know how to describe what I thought it was. Like, I don't know, I don't know how to describe what I'm talking about, but I just thought it was going to be more of a comedy. I thought, I mean, by the title, Cooley High, I thought more of it would take place in a school. Right. That's fair. And not, (laughs) and not a lot of it does. Right. Yeah, that's Um, true. I think that's the only thing that was my expectation by the... Well, no, that's not true. So I had two expectations. The first one was, like I just mentioned, Cooley High. I thought it was going to take place in a high school or in a school um, because of the title. I think that's fair. The second thing was, as you quickly mentioned, um, you had texted me saying that this reminded you of American Graffiti. I hadn't seen it yet. You were watching it before me. You said it reminds you of American Graffiti, which... If anyone has listened to that episode, <laughs> I hated yeah. that movie. So I went into this going, oh no. Like, I just went into it not looking forward to it at all for the sole reason that you related it to American Graffiti, and I really disliked American Graffiti. Right. Um, so those are my expectations going in. Did you like this more than American Graffiti or no? You disliked both. Just say it. I disliked both, <laughs> um, 
but I'm trying to think if I liked it more than I mean it mm, it's kind of top it's I could it's a toss-up like I don't like that I went into it expecting it to be like you said a little bit more of a comedy again just from the title solely from the title yeah like a high school um and also, right at the beginning, it's a little like they have the whole nosebleed. Yeah, they're sneaking out of class. Like it kind of seems a bit more jokey. Um, I just went into it expecting something different, which is why I maybe disliked it a bit more. But I didn't hate it by any means. Um, but like we said, so I let's just back up for one second. Obviously, I had never seen it before. Right. I hadn't even heard about it before. Right. Until last week. Or whenever you decided, because you picked this movie. So whenever it was that you picked it was the first time I had heard of this movie. Right. Um, Yeah, I had heard of it, but I had never seen it. So we are both going into this, going to be talking about it, um, having watched it only once. What's your first note? My (laughs) first... I actually screwed up my notes a tiny bit in the sense that I don't remember which one of these actually came first. Okay. But my physical first note is I was very upset um, along with the character that the hot dog place did not have ketchup or relish. Well, I had a suspicion during that scene that it was racial profiling. They did, in fact, have ketchup. They just didn't want to give it to those individuals. I did sense that as well but like then why would she give him mustard (laughs) maybe mustard's like a lesser condiment i don't know because so basically i uh, shockingly everybody i don't remember anyone's name in the movie because guess what i never remember anyone's names in any movie okay let Um, me help you out uh there is preach he has the glasses and he is the one that's really into poetry right and he's the one who i mean by the end has gained this whole, well, I'm skipping ahead, but he has really focused in on his poetry and wants to become, and like, go in Hollywood and stuff. Right. And then there's Kochi. I believe I'm saying that right, Kochi. Um, and he is a a basketball player that um, at some point in this movie, he ends up getting a scholarship for right. his basketball playing. Um, I should also point out... For his basketball playing. I should point out, though, before we continue, that this movie is set in 1964. It came out in 1975, but the movie is set in 1964, so... It's an interesting choice because that was the year that segregation ended in public spaces. So I'm wondering if you think about it, I think that if you think about their classroom scenes, I don't think there's any white people in the classroom. I did note that, Kate, first of all, let me just address the fact that it, 1964, to me, I obviously was not alive, but the fact that my parents were alive in that... Yeah. What am I trying to say? It just sounds, I, I, I'm not stupid. Like I understand that there's a lot of um, discrimination and continue to now, even 2020, as we've addressed. But it's just so crazy to think about and realize that when my parents were alive, there was still segregation. I know. But of course there was. Like it makes, it, it doesn't make sense. But I, I know that. 
but it's just so weird to put it in that perspective. Like when I think of segregation, I think of like 1920. Like I think of, I know this is millions of years ago, but the fact that my parents were like fully alive is shocking to me. It's, it's super, super shocking. I know. I think about that too, because uh, Martin Luther King, I'm pretty sure was assassinated in like 68. And that's when like the civil rights movement kind of ended i think oh man i'm not like a history buff is that right are you looking it up i'm, I'm looking it up right now because i'm any history is so far above my head i can't even i think it was 67 or 68 that he was assassinated and yeah it's mind-boggling to me because it's not even that long ago there's a meme going around saying that Anne frank martin luther king and Barbara that. Walters are all the exact same age. Obviously, Anne Frank and Martin Luther King died horrifically young. But I'm like, what? So they could still be alive? Like, that's crazy. It's insane. Yeah. Um, especially to me, because... So you're right, 1968 okay. was when he was assassinated, just FYI. Um, especially to me, because uh, Anne Frank is someone who I grew up fascinated with i don't think we've ever talked about this on the podcast but i had um like a genuine obsession like i'm not i'm not being funny this is not funny i had an actual obsession with anne frank and world war ii when i was younger which is so weird because i know nothing about history i'm so bad with history but for some reason anne frank specifically so and when i was younger reading about her again when i you're when you're younger Years don't really, yeah. Like nineteen twenty nine, which is when she was born, and Martin Luther King and Barbara Walters sounds like a million years ago. Yeah, um, when you're really young, and so the fact that like she could still be alive today is like th- uh, crazy. But anyway, um, yeah, that's insane. But what you were saying about the classroom, I noticed. I think it's this beginning scene i hope i'm right on this this will be embarrassing if i'm not but it quickly showed the teacher and my very first thought was oh the teacher is white oh which teacher the one they're sneaking out oh yeah you're right the female teacher yeah Yeah, you're right i don't remember the other students i didn't notice but i did notice that um the teacher was white interesting yeah that's a good point but it was interesting to me that that's something I noticed. Like, right. I would never notice that. But it was the fr- as soon as it sh- as soon as it panned, she wasn't even really featured. It was just kind of like panning by her, yeah. and I was like, "Oh, she's white." Interesting. Like that's I, I, it- I can't I can't think if there was any white people in the class though. Yeah, actually, now that I'm thinking about it, there's a scene where they're on the subway after they just went to the zoo, and he has mm-hmm. like a uh, gorilla shit on him, and yeah. they're on the subway with. A bunch of like old white people. So segregation has obviously been like abolished at this point. Because wouldn't wouldn't they have to have taken like a different section of the streetcar or the subway? So you mean you mean they're not segregated? Yes, that's what I meant to say. Sorry, the opposite. So I just wanted to clarify that (laughs) segregation was not. Oh, this is why we need education. Um, I want to bring up really quickly before we pass. The classroom scene. This is something that I wanted to bring up. This doesn't really have much to do with... I mean, to relate to the movie. But basically, one of the characters, they're trying to sneak out of this classroom. And they pretend... This was a little bit insane to me. But 
They pretend to have a nosebleed. Yes. And then, like, two or three friends help this one friend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that he can go take care of his nosebleed. And yeah. I'm like, okay, fine. But where I'm going with this is, did you ever, like, I definitely skipped class 100%. But I never left class in the middle of class. Really? Okay. Well, I, I did. <laughs> How do you get away with that? How do you just get up and leave? Sometimes you don't, which I actually got called out big time by my teacher once, where like she like scolded me in front of everyone because um, I left class for like 40 minutes. Um, but I would often put up my hand. This is not a joke because I lived close to my high school. I would put up my hand and say, can I go to the bathroom? And then I would go home. And I would go to the washroom. I'd get a snack. I would do this and that. And then I would go back at, like, the end of class. And, like, usually my teachers were like, where were you? And I was like, oh, like, I had cramps. But, like, this one teacher was like, you can't just not come back. (laughs) That's so funny. So, yeah, I was kind of a little bit of a shit like that. Like, I, I kind of took advantage of the fact that, like, most teachers... Uh, trusted me. <laughs> That's so, I didn't even, it didn't even, this is how much of a um, loser, I guess, I am and was, is that it didn't even cross my mind when I was like, how would you possibly sneak out of class in the middle of class? It didn't even cross my mind that just say I have to go to the bathroom and don't come back. Like, it didn't even cross my mind. <laughs> didn't even, I was like, how would you ever get out of class? Because like, that's why I just wouldn't go in. <laughs> I just wouldn't go to the class. Well, yeah, that makes more sense. But there was one time in particular I remember where I uh, I left class in my art class. My art teacher had like she had one glass eye, so her sight wasn't <laughs> <laughs> her sight wasn't great. I'm not laughing at that. I'm laughing at that. That was just so casual. I was not <laughs> expecting those words to come out of your freaking mouth. Yeah, honestly, she had a glass eye and she also had a, a, a hip replacement. So not only is she kind of like her one eye is kind of wandering around, but she's she's walking around in a very strange way. <laughs> she, so this poor woman, she just, you know, teenagers are not um, kind to these things. But anyway, I left class and my friend Caitlin that you know, she had like a spare or maybe she was skipping her own class. She came into our class and she just started, she just took my place. She just started painting at, at my desk. <laughs> and the teacher, the teacher did not notice that we, oh my God. Had like I had left and someone else had, is standing at my desk. That's not in the class. That's insane. <laughs> I know. That's insane. Um, I have a story. It's not necessarily... It's not that for sure, but it's my, the first time I ever skipped a class. I remember it so clearly yeah. because it was grade seven yeah, and it was our first time we were in a middle school. So like, I did not skip any time before that because it was elementary school. It's much different. You're like a child. And then you go to grade seven and you're like, oh yeah. Now it's time to be a teenager. <laughs> right. And I cannot tell you, first of all, this is, so freaking typical of lame teenage Maddie. I, my friend Simon mm-hmm. and I were going to skip. Neither of us had ever skipped before. And this was like, I'm not joking. It And this later developed into something where it would be like, oh, do you want to, you know, go somewhere else? Okay, let's go. 
But the first time we skipped, it was like a week long preparation. (laughs) We had to gather the courage for like a week. And um, I remember it so clearly that the I can't describe where the how the lockers were but the the way that our lockers they were kind of in like a back hallway where one of the teacher because I don't know about your schools but our schools had different teacher lounges depending on the department uh yeah I think we had that too yeah like the English department yeah. or whatever so one of the departments was in our hallway of where our lockers were and it was like this back hallway and like basically what I'm trying to say is if you're in that hallway and there's a teacher in the room, they know that you're there. Right. There's no way to just escape. So we're trying to be as casual as possible going to our lockers because, of course, we didn't plan ahead and bring our stuff. Like, we, we were like, now we're skipping. We're leaving now. So we have to go to our lockers. Anyway, we get all our stuff. And I remember so actively being so terrified because the walk from the school to the bus was, like, quite a straight shot Mm -hmm. so if you're still standing at the school you can see down that whole street and I'm like any teacher could walk out right now and see two students walking around and and we're gonna get caught anyway we didn't we went home we went to my house and my mom um for the majority of my life worked from home and my dad worked a lot of nights so they were both home and we walked up into our house and we were like giddy and we were like guess what we skipped My mom's, my parents are both like, you shouldn't, you're not supposed to like go hide. <laughs> oh, like, do, why are you coming home? Go do something. Like what a fucking loser daughter do we have where the first thing she does when she skips is come and confesses that she skips. Like, <laughs> Excitedly. So loser. What a loser. Anyway, that's my skipping story. My first skipping story. Yeah, but that was all we would really do, too. Like, if we were to skip, we would all just go to, like, my house and, like, eat craft dinner and just, like, watch Wonder Hill in the basement. Like, it wasn't like we were doing anything, like, no extravagant. Sure. But, like, it wasn't like Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Yeah. <laughs> generally, though, people, not, I mean, not all the time, but people's parents weren't always home. Yes. My parents were always home. So, like, right. if I skipped and went home, I'm with my parents. Right. Um, and meanwhile, they're going, go do something else. Like, what are you, what's wrong with you? <laughs> anyway. That's funny. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go through this plot a bit because we're, uh, we're already like 37 minutes in. Okay, so the two main characters are Preach and Kochi. And uh, as we've been talking about, they sneak out of class in the first scene. And then they have an adventure with their two other friends who are Robert and Stone. Um, and they go to, like, the zoo in Chicago, which I've been to. It's a really cool zoo with a bunch of gorillas. And they're, like, chucking food at the gorillas, and it made me sad. But it also was cute because the gorilla, like, threw shit at them. Um, (laughs) (laughs) then they go to this diner. It's called Martha's Diner, which I love. You know how much I love diners. And it was, like, so much fun to hang out at. Everyone's Mm -hmm. just having a good time, dancing. They're, like, gambling in the back, using the dice. And Martha's crazy, and she, like, she chases people out of the diner with, like, a butcher's knife when people are doing things she doesn't want them to do. (laughs) I related to Martha. Yeah, I could see that. (laughs) (laughs) Running around with a meat cleaver threatening people. And then Preach sees Brenda for the first time here at this diner. And he's immediately smitten by her, and she has zero interest in him because he's, like, gambling in the back, and she's like, I don't want to be with some, like, 
guy who's irresponsible. Um, so then we have Kochi who finds out that he has a scholarship. Uh, oh, yes, a scholarship, a basketball scholarship for basketball playing. <laughs> As you have formally he said. gets a basketball scholarship for playing basketball. Um, uh, so after that they they kind of uh they go drinking in the alleyway the boys they're celebrating they're excited for their pal and they go to a quarter party which i thought was cool it's you need a quarter to get in which i thought was cute and cool so kochi then dances with loretta until her boyfriend shows up and then there's a big fight there's a big brawl and Preach ends up talking to Brenda at the party about poetry. Mm-hmm. So that's about the midpoint of the movie. And then things get a little crazy when the guys get into a car, a stolen car, I believe, and they get chased by the cops. Yes. It's very timely, a very timely scene because they are, like, scared for their lives and they refuse to pull over so they just run now, from the cops was this um i don't want to get ahead of or too behind i don't know if we passed over this but was this before or after the prostitute thing oh that's that's this is before that oh, okay i'll say that later then okay go ahead okay go ahead. so they they end up um getting away from the cops but they, while they're celebrating this, they crash into a parked car. And so they, the four of them get out of the vehicle and they all run. Two of the guys, Robert and Stone, go one way and then Preach and Kochi go the other way. And then there's the, the prostitute scene. So the reason I wanted to bring up the prostitute scene was because I actually loved it, the scene. <laughs> um, so... The boys wanted to go into a movie. Yes, they want to go see Godzilla. Right. And they didn't have the money to get in. Um, so they're like trying to think of ways to acquire this money. And I thought this was like pretty smart. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it was definitely it was creative. Fun. So they, they try to, sol- to solicit them. And. I didn't know where this was going. I was a little confused as to what this was going to help or how this was going to help. But they got me. Yeah. They got me as well. Basically, they're trying to solicit the sex worker and then they reveal that they're cops and that they're actually going to arrest these women. And the women are like, oh, come on. We just got out of jail. Like, don't. Or we just got out. Like, don't do this. What can we do to, like, change your mind? Uh, And they're like, how about a bribe? Right. And they, so the the sex worker ends up giving them $10, or is about to give them $10 as a bribe, which is insane. But he, anyway, it doesn't matter. That's the money they end up using to get into the movie, which I thought was so funny the whole time was the plan yeah. to pretend to solicit a sex worker, yeah. then reveal you're a cop, and then get the money for a bribe and go into the movie. Like, what an insane plan. Yeah. With $10. <laughs> but it works. It works. But it was just so funny. Like, I'm like, who would think of that? That's crazy. I loved it. When I worked at the homeless shelter, we uh, had a bunch of um, sex workers that would use the space to sleep. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, this one in particular was, uh, she was this very tiny woman, probably around my age. And she came in the winter and she was like, I'm freezing. I don't have a coat. Like, I need a coat. Uh, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to freeze out there. So I went to the back room where we, had, where we had donations. And we had my old coat that I donated, my old winter coat that I donated. So I was like, okay, I guess I'll give her this one because it'll fit her. So I gave it to her or whatever. And she was like, oh, thanks, whatever. Uh, she, like, ate and then left. <laughs> And then, like, the next few days or whatever, I'm driving by, and I see her with my coat on, and she looks just like me from the back. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, oh, I wonder if anyone will, like, do a double take. That's so funny. That's amazing. I know. Um, But anyways, I wanted to point out two things before we continue. One is that this movie did make me, remind me of Dazed and Confused to some extent. It felt very, like, unscripted, and, like, we're just watching real friends hang out. Yeah, and in in which case, and that's kind of how I felt about American Graffiti as well. Yeah. But I didn't like American Graffiti, but I love Days and Confused. So there's kind of a line. Yeah. Um, I'm not not able to establish what that line is, but there is a line for me. But, Well, Days and Confused was made in the 90s. Maybe that's why. It's more our era. That's possible. Um, I also loved the soundtrack of this movie. Ah, totally. That was on my notes as well. I, like, I was watching it. I was kind of doing things around the house and had my notebook while I was doing it. And it would start, uh, you know, some song would play. And then I'd be singing it while the movie was still going. I was still singing that song. Like, I was going, my girl, my girl, my girl. Talking about my girl, my girl, my girl. I know, it was so good. So then they go to the Godzilla movie, and there's another brawl. I forget why they get into a fight here, but there's another fight in the theater. Mm-hmm. Um, and then somehow Preach ends up hanging out with Brenda, and they do it. Yes. And it's her first time, and she's like, "Oh, Preach, this is very scandalous. And he's like, oh, baby. He always calls her baby. Oh, baby, don't worry about it, baby. And... Then he says something that's so dumb. At the after they're done, they're like lying in bed. He goes, "The boys owe me a dollar." Uh, yeah, that was like <laughs> it is not. I'm like preach. Why would you say that? So then she gets so mad because she's like, "Wait, this was just a bet." And he's like, "No, baby, come back, baby." Yes, it was. It, I mean, he could have just not said anything. Yeah, I mean that's what a smart, thoughtful person would do. So then, the next big plot point is that the four guys that were involved in the car chase, they end up getting arrested right? for um, Grand Theft Auto. And their teacher, I can't remember the teacher's name, but the teacher ends up bailing out only two of them. Right. Preach and Kochi, he, he uh, bails them out. He backs, the, he, he, he convinces... Um, not, not convinced, but he backs up the fact, the, he says that they're good guys, they don't, they have a clean record. Yeah. The other two do not. The other two do not have a clean record, correct. Right. So he, he backs up the two that do, and he's like, these guys, you know, it was a mistake or whatever, first time. Yeah. Offense. Issue. Yeah. Offense. Thank you. Issue. What am I talking about? <laughs> so, because of this, the other two guys think that, uh, Kochi and Preach, like, rad them out that's why they got to leave so now they're really really mad um and 
the scene that was really funny, actually, is when they finally get out of jail, and they go and try and hunt down Preach and Kochi to, like, beat them up, basically. Um, And then they find him at... No, 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 sorry. Preach sees them at Martha's, and then he runs into the bathroom while some girl's going pee. Right. And she's peeing, and he's, like, sitting on her lap, (laughs) trying to hide, and she's like, what are you doing? Get off me. And then she's like, at least turn away and let me, like, wipe. And he's like, okay, fine, like, I won't look. And she's like, you better not look. And then <laughs> and then he does, and she gets so mad. It's It sounds like a pervy scene, but it's actually really funny. I think that you've just unhinged something in my mind that made me realize that I think one of the worst words for me in the world is wipe. <laughs> I can't explain why, but when you just said it, I was like, Ugh. like, it, it made me real cringe well i hate to inform you of this but the next two years of your life that word is going to be used a lot (laughs) i'm going to go with actually three years yeah that's true that is a callback to why everyone should watch the uh, pierre bouvier video (laughs) mystery if that's not the biggest hint i don't know what is Okay, so we're at the end of the movie now. Do you have any more um, notes, or should I sort of tell the audience what happens? Or do you want to tell the audience what happens? No, no, you keep going. You're on a roll. I don't have any notes of... I'll pipe up when I've got a... When you want to pipe? When I want to pipe. After Preach leaves Martha's, he's running away from these two guys who he knows wants to beat him up because they they think that they were ratted out, but they weren't. Um, he hangs out with Brenda, and he makes, he apologizes, and they make up, and they're on the subway, and they're making out, and then he, like, gets a message on his phone. Well, wait, this is 1964. He's not texting. (laughs) How does he know? He finds out that, I don't know how, maybe he's just talking to someone on the phone. Wait, well, there's no cell phones. I'm confused. Do they have a pager or something? I don't remember. (laughs) Maybe he bumps into someone. Okay, anyway. I'm dying. This is great. <laughs> He's not texting. It's 1964. <laughs> um, I don't know. He finds out that Kochi has is looking for him, and he is going to Martha's to look for him. And so Preach is like, oh, no. He's going to Martha's to look for me. Those guys are going to be there, and they're going to beat him up. Well, it turns out that that is true, and they, um, Kochi not only gets beaten up by these guys, but they end up killing him, beating him to death. It's, like, I was not, sorry to interrupt you, but I was just not, I was shocked by that. I know. I was shocked too, even though the logline said there was a tragic turn, I was like, whoa. That is tragic. That's that's true. I I didn't read the logline before I watched it. Again, I thought it was... About a goofy high school thing, like... Yeah, I know. I mean, by this point of the movie, I realized it wasn't, but still, I was still shocked. Yeah, so that's really sad, because he was going to go and play basketball. I mean, it's sad no matter what, even if he wasn't going to play basketball. But, um, so then Preach goes to his funeral, and he decides he's going to move to Hollywood to become a screenwriter. So I guess him and Brenda don't really, uh, fall in love and last forever. Right. Does it say that at the end? I don't remember what it said at the end. It says that um, Brenda... Yeah, because at the end they do like these freeze frame things, which you know I don't like. But yeah. um, it says that Brenda is a librarian. She gets married and has like two kids or something. 
Okay, so then, yeah, they didn't get together. No. Well, they didn't stay together, at least. No. That's the end of the movie. Can you believe it? Just to bring it back full circle for one quick second, I'm sitting recording this at my bedroom window, Mm -hmm. and it looks like it's going to pour, Mm -hmm. and I'm just really excited. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) I'm just, it just. I'm excited, too. I love when it rains at night. I love when it rains at night. And also, Harvey, my dog, gets so cute. It's incredible. It's the cutest thing in the world. Why? Because she's scared? She gets, it only happened one time and she literally like, it wasn't, she was, she wasn't crying, but she cuddled like, I've never, you know her, she's not a cuddly dog. And she, she went right up to me and she looked at me like, why aren't you doing anything about this noise? <laughs> like, Aww. sorry, I'm so sorry. We shouldn't, we didn't really get to give the movie the end of that, that it deserves, but I just had to bring that up because I'm really excited. Anyway, that's the end of the movie. That's it. <laughs> I mean, I, I, it's confusing for me because I really enjoy, generally, I really like twists and turns in movies and TV shows. I like dramas. I love when things are happening. But at the same time, I also really enjoy a movie that just has a storyline where you're just watching these people live. Mm-hmm. And this one accomplished that. Mm-hmm. But I just, I mean, I didn't dislike it. I'm just, I'm kind of caught, I'm... I'm unsure of how I felt because I didn't dislike it, didn't love it. Right. No. I think it's just a generation thing. Like, I feel like our parents, like, loved American Graffiti and probably loved this movie if they saw it. We loved Days and Confused, but our kids probably won't. That's a very good point. Yeah, that's true. It's just, like, slower-paced movies, um, they are great. But I don't know if they age as well. Right. I don't know. Maybe I'm just talking crap. Maybe they do. I don't know. I'm just making stuff up. No, I agree. I com- I get. What you- I completely get where you're coming from. So, what did? How did you feel about the movie? Um, I think I felt the same way I felt about American Graffiti. I I liked. I definitely liked a bunch of parts. But overall, I was like, it was a bit slow. Mm-hmm. And I also watched like a poor quality version. It wasn't, like, high definition by any means, mm-hmm. um, which also didn't help. But, I don't know, I liked it. I gave it a 7, a rating of 7. So, it's it's just the middle road for me. I It's funny that you say the quality thing because I, I mean, I don't expect it to be, like... 4K? I mean, yeah, I don't expect <laughs> it to be crazy. It's 1975, but I, like, you know, full disclosure, streamed it online, and it was, like pixelated <laughs> like I had to turn my volume way up I yeah. had to focus yeah on like seeing like just I mean and I still didn't do a very good job at learning the different characters like it just was it was it was very difficult to see and the it was very pixelated but yeah. anyway um I honestly oh god I'm really torn I honestly just want to go for a five I think because that's really what I feel okay where I just don't feel positive. I don't feel negative. I just am like, it's there. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Um, what did you say Rotten Tomatoes? I think Rotten Tomatoes would have given it more. Yeah, because it was very, like, culturally significant. Yeah, and you said it did really well in the box office. So yeah. I'm going to say Rotten Tomatoes 73. Oh, that's a good That's a good call. 
I'm going to say, like, I'm going to totally do a Price is Right move on you right now. I'm going to say, like, 77. Okay. Okay. Did you look it up? No, I didn't. Hold on. <laughs> okay. Rotten Tomatoes. Okay. Well, we're not that far off. What 83. Is it? 83. Oh, pretty close. Pretty close. Yeah. Okay. Uh, my crush this week mm-hmm. is Justin Long. Okay. I. <laughs> uh, it's funny. I feel like the last few crushes I've had have been like podcast related. But once again, yeah. he has his own podcast. I was reluctant to listen to it because every celebrity has a podcast. But I listened to his now. It's called um, Life is Short. And. Because <laughs> his name is Justin Long. <laughs> uh, very, uh. very good play on words. Anyway, I think that he is really cute and really funny, and his sense of humor really gets me, and he just seems like a, such a sweet guy. He just loves to, like, garden and <sighs> spend time with family. He just seems like such a nice man, and he's really funny. I have never listened. I didn't know he had a podcast, but this immediately... There's two thoughts I have that are immediate to this. Is First of all, in Tusk, he has a podcast, which I think oh. is a bit showing of how scary that could be because that's a scary movie i heard that movie's really weird it's fucked up i love it he says on his podcast that his mom was not happy he did that movie it's like horrifying but it's kevin smith and it's also a bit of a comedy so it's confusing but it's one of the most horrifying there is an image from that movie that haunts me okay um and then the thing was, I feel like it'd be really nice to listen to his voice because he has a very nice voice. Yeah, it's very soothing. Yeah. And he has a great laugh. Oh, I can't imagine his laugh right now, but okay, I trust you. Um, I have two crushes this week. I'm so sorry. Okay, hurry up. I had, I had a planned crush, and then Pierre Bouvier made uh, a video. Yes, 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 yes. So he's my, like, obviously that's my crush. Right. That was incredible, and it was literally the best. And everyone really should go watch the video because he is so good. He has aged well. Yeah, I agree. Like, literally, I was watching, and I'm like, oh, okay. All right. All right, Pierre. All right, Pierre. Pierre. (laughs) It's so great. Pierre. Um, But my planned crush that I had uh, planned on mentioning today is Mike um, made – or not made, but wanted to watch – um Star Wars. Well, I, I had said I want to watch all the Star Wars films again because I've seen them, but they were I saw them in music class in high school. Did he just get oh. like an immediate boner when you said that? Right, yeah, basically. He's just like, oh, we can watch them again. So anyway, <laughs> we started watching them from the beginning. And so we just watched like the first released one, episode four, last night. And I have no memory of it at all. I loved it. Mm-hmm. But my crush from it is Harrison Ford oh. in 19 freaking 70 whatever the hell it was 77 or something good god he is handsome like i'm watching this and i'm like good god (laughs) 1970s harrison ford like i was watching and i'm like oh i see why people like this movie now (laughs) like i was very in love with him wow okay harrison ford 
No, but 1970 Harrison Ford. 77, to be exact. 77. Um, it just, he, I was, like, astounded. His little vest. Oh, yeah. His hairy friend. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I know his hairy friend is named Chewbacca. Oh, I thought you were talking about a different friend. <laughs> That's a different movie. That's Boner Wars. Okay, I want to get off this because I have things to do. Okay, um, fucking Jesus. Okay, next week we're going to do Charlie Bartlett. I'm so excited. <laughs> you do that same song. I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to like get ahead of myself because who knows what the what will happen in the world in the next seven days, but. At this point, we plan to be recording it together. Together for the first time since the beginning of March. I know. We haven't seen each other. Uh, we saw each other in person once for two seconds. Very briefly. Very briefly. But um, so I am so excited. I just feel like we're going to be like on another level of excitement. Yes. Just being together. And hopefully thing. we're going to make a video. Yes. We're hoping to make a video as well. Yeah. I'm excited. So two weeks from now, get ready for some Charlie Bartlett, which, which FYI has so many classic Canadian stars in it. It was, I'm going to talk so much about Toronto and Canadian people Cinema. and everything. Yeah. The so, whole time. Warning. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thank you so much to Carly's beautiful brothers, Eric and Kevin Smale for the theme song. And um, please go to our Instagram at Teenage Dirtbags Podcast. And also get some of your friends to subscribe to this uh, 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 podcast if you, if you are enjoying it. If this was your first time listening, I hope you enjoyed it. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. This episode is dedicated to Pierre Bouvier. Yes, Pierre Bouvier. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Maddie. Goodbye. Goodbye.